We want to bring in uh, our John Reed, um, who is a president of the Toronto Police Association, who joins us on Thursday so we can kind of yak about the big headlines. And there's always lots of headlines. John, good to have you. Yeah, good morning, Alex. How are you? A couple of different things that I wanted to um, to bring up, and, and certainly it's not something I haven't thought about uh, because I worked through the courts, so I was able to see the problems up close. But, you know, we've been talking a lot about bail reform, and, you know, we finally got Justice uh, Lametti, who is uh, starting to you know, put forward the legislation of what they're going to bring in. But the reality is, and the Toronto Star actually kind of points uh, to it in one of their articles, if we don't fix all the delays... You know, the fact that we have a shortage of judges. Right now we have a shortage of, what, 80 judges? So that means we don't have enough judges to sit and listen to stuff. If we don't get enough judges, if we don't get enough court staff, if we don't actually remedy all these other delays that hold up all these cases that get, end up getting them dropped, it doesn't matter what we do with bail reform. Like, it, they all count on each other. And, and if none of them work or if some of them work, then none of them work. Do you know what I mean? I totally agree with you. And, and I think, you know, when you're looking at the justice system as a whole, um, you know, there's all these parts and and it's basically it's a big machine and if we have one of the pieces of that machine that's not working properly it does end up backing up or causing issues in the other pieces you know i think all too often we, we end up with this either or you know either this mm-hmm. or either patients you know do we fund front-end uh, programs or do we fund enforcement the answer is it's got to be both and we need that investment we need it now um you know the courts the crown attorneys were overworked probation and paroles overworked understaffed and I, I think we really do need to have a hard look at this uh, and look at how do we make things better? Where do we need to fund to get the machine working properly again? The problem is that the machine hasn't been working for, for, for decades. I mean, it, back in my day, like let's say 25 years ago, when I was covering cases, like it, we had delays that were getting cases thrown out then or throwing them into a different date or putting it more under the backlog. There were huge delays back then. And, and clearly no one seems to have either... Um, the the will uh, or the leadership to take this on because it's not a small thing and, and frankly it, it would not be an overnight fix but until we fix this we're still going to get more cases thrown out and I don't know actually how they remedy the bail situation I- unless they fix all the delays it's it's that big of a problem yeah but I think you know the the issue with the bail that's obviously come to the forefront yeah. over the last couple of years. and and the bail piece itself I think that's more of an immediate uh, fix. That my hope is, and I think the hope of all our members, is it will provide uh, a little more safety and security for the general public. Because once again, mm-hmm. we're talking about only th- these bail restrictions impacting the most violent offenders and those armed with illegal firearms. And, and I think that's where the focus is. Uh, you know, I do understand and I agree with your point from the point of view of um, being able to, you know, push these uh, individuals through the system to get them uh, their day in court quickly. But but I think mm-hmm. the bail people is an important piece to move forward and, and to keep pushing on. Yeah, the concern I, I have in kind of uh, the days after of, of kind of parsing through some of the stuff is, you know, are we going to stop judges from looking at this and saying, well, look, I, I see what the bail reform is telling me, but I've got a, a person now before me who has been delayed once already, delayed twice, and, and I've got to now look at this and factor it in. And so if you've got judges who are now going around because they've got to factor in all these other things that we haven't fixed, then it it works against the purpose um, in total. So, look, we have a lot of, I don't think either of us will disagree. There's an enormous amount of work, and it's going to take real political will to get it done. But they have to get it done. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And I think, you know, we do need that um, that willpower, and the willpower has to come from federal and provincial governments. Uh, I know the provincial government here in Ontario yeah. has been really hard and been very supportive of policing. 
but we need that to be followed through, um, you know, at the federal level that the new legislation, I think, is a start. Uh, but I think there is still more we can do. Big time, like hire people. It's just crazy to me. Um, the other thing is um, th there was a report, and certainly we talked about when Doug Ford announced that they will be removing some educational requirements because they're having a difficulty recruiting more officers. A and I was reading a, a Toronto Star editorial suggesting that they, they, they want a complete rethink on police training. And I do agree that, that certain things do need to change. You know, like we can't expect our cops, um, you know, to go out and be psychologists all of a sudden or, or, or you know, do jobs that they weren't trained for but their approach is like we got to get more university education and then they say get away from the paramilitary ethos so get rid of all that um, and they look to the mass casualty commission report which found that police training is lacking but but they just see it as more pointy head professors uh, and get away from you know the, the gun stuff and the and the policey stuff which i'm like no you still need police <laughs> they still have to have guns and we still need enforcement yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think you talk to any police officer um, who's been around for a while, you know, policing is mostly, quite frankly, common sense and do what's reasonable, fair at the time, obviously within the confines of the law. Uh, the education piece, I do want to point out because there seems to be a bit of confusion. The education standard right now is grade 12 for here in Ontario. It, it was mm -hmm. never provincially mandated that you had to have a post-secondary. All this happened is it's uh, maintaining the status quo now as far as that education piece. But that educa education piece is very important from the point of view of not creating barriers for people that may not have had the opportunity to go to university. They may have already started their life or career in a family and decided they want to transition to policing now. Um, and, and I think it is important to uh, also understand that, you know, although you may join the police service, get on the job, I'm not at all saying that people shouldn't continue with education. You know, I actually, I think what we used to do is actually the service used to support members with um, uh, augmenting the cost for education. And that is one thing to always keep in mind. Yeah, I was listening to a report uh, recently that said, actually, we need more to find a training for police. Like, you can't expect them to go to police college and then be dealing um, with all these really volatile situations that come at them. If anything, we need to actually um, teach them more uh, so that they can actually manage and, and confront the dangers and the things that come up that they don't expect. Uh, do you agree with that? Is there enough of that or have we cut back on that training? Like, I know that we've cut so many police that, that part of the reason a lot of police officers can't get extra training is because they can't afford to take the time off because there's no one to cover them. But it, it, do you need more of this kind of training? Well, I think training, as long as it's uh, for a specific issue which hasn't been addressed, is very, very valuable. But also, I think, um, you know, the, the retraining and the requalifications each year are important as well. Here in Toronto, our officers are very well trained and they go through an exorbitant amount of training uh, each year to make sure they keep up with the certifications. Um, so, so I don't necessarily agree that we need more and more training. What we need are more and more police officers, quite honestly, on the road um, to assist with the calls for service right now. Yeah, well, depending on who wins this uh, mayoral election, it's going to really, uh, um, you know, I guess be a very interesting factor for that because um, Olivia Chow and Josh Matlow, most of them have made clear that's not where the money's going. Yeah, no, I've heard that as well. And I think anybody that's going to uh, kind of uh, move forward with the defund the police narrative is totally misinformed and quite honestly tone deaf as far as what's going on here in the city. The people here in Toronto, um, obviously over the last year or so are very concerned with their own public with personal safety uh you know the randomness of some of these yeah. uh, attacks last year is absolutely yeah. chilling and i i think you know 
anybody um, who becomes mayor has to understand that and has to acknowledge that. The people here in Toronto need to get the service um, you know, delivered. Our men and women do it each and every day, and they want to do it, and they want to do a good job. They've got to be adequately uh, staffed, trained, and supported. Yeah, uh, if I, I mean, they pointed out in the uh, mayoral debate last night with uh, Brad Bradford, Olivia Chow, Josh Matlow, who voted defund, but not just that, they they shouldn't even have guns. If that kind of policy comes in, you'll see a for sale sign on my house in a, a nanosecond. Um, John, I appreciate it. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You too. That's John Reed uh, joining us. I'm not kidding. Uh, no, we, we, I get that the defund thing is, is popular, but can you imagine running a big city like Toronto with all the situations we have and getting less cops? Uh, it's just not realistic. It is not realistic. We do need officers. They do need weapons, and we need to be able to fight crime. I do not want to live in this city if they go further you know, back. We don't have enough now, um, and, and I'm not suggesting they're perfect, but you got to be at least rational on it.